0: to Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie Podcast. Today's date is August 30th, 2022. This is episode three of Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie, the podcast where I, your host, Arena, share Am I the A-Hole posts from Reddit, an attempt to figure out who was the rotten apple of the story and who was not. Sometimes it's all rotten apples. That's right. Sometimes none at all. Sometimes that pie tastes good. These posts are publicly posted on Reddit for the intent to get feedback and share if original poster is indeed an a-hole. Here at the Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie Podcast, I like to give feedback if the OP is the rotten apple or not and sometimes give a few suggestions. Many of these stories can hit home and I hope that by discussing and dissecting the actions of others, we can learn how our actions can ripple out into the world around us. You can Participate in the show by leaving a voicemail, emailing the show, or tweeting the show on Twitter. The Twitter for the podcast is AITA apple pie pod, and the email is AITA apple pie at gmail.com. And the show is part of the Cozy Podcast Network. You can find all the shows on that network at CozyPodcastNetwork.com. Alright, let's dive in. Grab a plate. It's time to serve up some. Am I the apple, P- Am I the apple pie? Am I the apple pie? Am I the whole apple pie? Alright, the first slice of the Am I the Hole Apple Pie is off from Reddit, am I the a-hole posted by Educational Wind 1827 link is in the show notes, am I the a-hole for not speaking to my family in English. My wife and I are both Cajuns, I grew up speaking French to everyone in my family and many friends at school. I come from a place where most people spoke French because of B.S. government policies French is becoming extinct in Louisiana. I will do everything I can to preserve our Cajun heritage. My wife never knew French, so I taught her and we speak exclusively in French. We cook mostly Cajun food and we go gator hunting and my wife makes music. We have four kids, they are 10, 12, 14, and 15. We speak to all of them in French and only French. My 12-year-old is getting annoyed and will often speak to us in English. I never respond back and I tell him to speak French. He's getting annoyed and telling me that he wants to speak English since barely anyone else speaks French here. He doesn't really appreciate our culture. I know it's easier to speak English, but we're giving him a gift. Being bilingual is great. Two of our kids are actually trilingual since We've got get them private Spanish lessons. They have a B2 certificate and are working on a C1. My son had a massive tantrum the other day saying that he'll never speak French again with us so we just stopped talking to him and eventually he started speaking to us in French. I've explained to him why this is important, but he just won't listen. The other kids don't do this. I know one day when he gets older, he'll regret this. My wife's parents never taught her how to speak French, and she resented them for that. So, what do you think? Am I the a-hole? I would have to say you kind of are. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like as a parent, I, I read these cold reads. I don't. I I have to think about it while i'm recording and it's definitely more organic that way and um my first thought while i was reading this was how stiff-necked you're being when we as parents we're, we're supposed to be role models right you're supposed to role model what the right thing is the best to your ability or to your knowledge And by being so stiff, you're in essence teaching him to be stiff, and then you're getting mad that he's stiff. I feel like if you want to teach a compromise, you should be exhibiting that compromise. If you want to raise stiff-necked children who don't take the time to appreciate where somebody else is coming from in their life then I guess keep doing what you're doing because you're going to get that. And it's very ironic that you're saying my parents' wives never taught her to speak French and she resented them for that. So there's many layers just in that statement. One, your wife is her own individual. Her choice was to resent her parents for something. Does that automatically mean that all of your kids will feel act the same way? No, because they're individuals. Not everybody decides to resent people for things like that. Some people do. Some people do not. And the fact that it's all or nothing. You're sending out mixed signals of, listen to me. You're going to resent this. This is a gift. You're calling it a gift, but you're also forcing. You're forcing this on your children with expectations a little bow of expectations and you're calling it a gift it doesn't feel like a gift to him it feels like you are being stiff-necked you are not wanting to compromise you're not taking the time to listen or value what he is feeling and why he's feeling this way and it's <laughs> If anybody's gonna resent or something, it may be you in the future when you raise children that don't wanna listen to you anymore, don't wanna compromise with you. Just decide, you know what, if you don't do it my way, now I'm going to ignore you until you do do it my way. It sounds like you may be a man child, in my honest opinion, because you're exhibiting childlike behavior but you're the age of an adult and you are throwing um, temper tantrums by ignoring them, demanding that it's your way or nothing. And then also trying to future program their feelings and then basing it all on the fact that your wife resented things and her life and then that automatically means that your son does not have free will to choose his feelings and emotions and how he prioritizes stuff in his mind and in his person it's very strange <laughs> so yeah I mean in all due respect you are being the a-hole in that way um it's definitely a part it's hard it's a hard walk being a parent but but if you are just making it so rigid that you don't have any room and you don't make any space to hear anything outside of your personal experience and you refuse to make room for your children's personal experiences, I I feel like you're going to be the one regretting it when you get older because it's like that cat in the cradle song right where that son's always wanting his dad to spend time with them and the dad's always like no i'm at work i can't spend time with you and then the son gets older and the dad and, and the dad gets older and the dad's like waiting around for a son when are you gonna come home son when are you gonna come and visit me well you didn't spend and make any time for them so now you're older and you want them to make time for you no you already laid that foundation You already put those bricks down and now you are the one who's regretting it, you know. And so I feel like a lot of the times we have to um, listen to the words that are coming out of our mouth and make sure we're not projecting. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on here, but definitely the original poster in my book is the rotten apple in the story. I also want to add before I hop off and try a new slice of pie is I do understand the importance I forgot to totally add that in i do forget I do understand the importance of wanting to preserve one 's culture. But I don't think that the desire to preserve one's culture is more important than also preserving your relationship with your son. I feel like you can do both of those at the same time and you're choosing to just do one, the one that behooves you. I feel like you can preserve your culture and also preserve your relationship with your son by compromising and having maybe a heart-to-heart talk. So I think that's something we need to do as humans is open our mind up more and listen more and try to get down and understand that there's more often more to the story right so i think that that's uh something that i really wanted to add in Alright, our second slice of Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie comes from the Am I the A-Hole Reddit posted by Throwaway and it starts by asking, Am I the A-Hole for laughing in my mother's friend's face when she told me to go to my room? I, a 25 female, don't speak to my mother like at all. I had to go to my mother's house today to pick up an important document that I left behind. When I moved out seven years ago, as soon as I got to my house, my mother suddenly had a massive emergency and realized that it was apparently her friend's funeral today and she completely forgot about it. I couldn't help but internally roll my eyes as there's always some drama, which is why I have gone no and very low contact. She asked me if I would watch my two younger brothers, 7 and 11, while she went to the funeral and I said absolutely not, as it's my only day off. I have plans and I have no relationship with them due to my mother stopping them from seeing me for years. I just wanted to get my birth certificate and leave. My mother asked her friend if she would babysit and asked me to stay there for 10 minutes until her friend came. I didn't even get the opportunity to say no before my mother left the house. I was seething, but resolved to wait 10 minutes. My mother's friend turned up and started berating me for not agreeing look after my brothers while my mother went to the funeral i said i don't have anything to do with my mother it's my day off work and i'm going under no and i'm under no obligation to look after anyone else's children my mother's friend then told me to go to my room I laughed in her face and started to leave the house and she asked me where I was going. I told her my room at my apartment that I pay for with my big girl job because I'm an adult and not a child and I don't ever speak down to me like that again and I left and my mother has left me loads of messages and missed calls saying I am an a-hole for the way I spoke to her friend. I do admit I look kind of young but I'm still not happy with the way my mother's friend spoke to me all right so there's a lot going on here and i do have some personal experience so i definitely can see why this um original poster 25 female decided to say make all these no's make all these lines in the sand these healthy boundaries it is because she needed to (laughs) so um what what's going on is what we do know is that the only reason why the original poster went to her mom's house was to get a document that they left behind seven years ago. They have been on their own for seven years. This- Original poster. Pays for her own apartment. Lives in her own apartment. Lives on her own. That's what we gather from the post. And then she did need her birth certificate. And that's probably something that normally when you move out, it's not like kept if you're younger and you're moving out, it's not like something kept in your stuff. And normally, your parents have it tucked away somewhere, hopefully, that you can get to. And that's what it sounds like is going on here is they're like, oh man, I need that. And now I have to go back into the den of dirt to dirt craziness, drama, the drama den, we'll call it. I have to go back to the drama den and uh, snatch this out. So one, if the daughter has already gone no contact, she's already in a high anxiety situation because she has to go back into a drama den where she has had very in low contact from her, with her mother, she said also because there's always drama and and there's a people like this and they're called narcissists, <laughs> not all of them, but this this um this daughter. I always say that because I I do a narcissist podcast and I cannot help but see the similarities in a lot of these posts, but you can't just you know throw that name around but i in my head i'm always like "Mm, red flag Uh, but what's going on is that the mother for whatever reason um i feel like she's not been honest with the people in her life about her daughter if this mother's friend truly knew that her daughters anything about her daughter that has been on no contact would know that her daughter doesn't live with her, right? So the fact that this friend told her to go to her room is pretty weird because if you're friends, you would know if your friend has a daughter living there too and not just the two boys, right? So why would the friend tell this daughter to go to her room? Is this woman not really that close of a friend? Is this woman what we would term flying monkeys where there's abusive people in the world that like to keep a group of people just enough in the know so that they can use them and most likely abuse them but they never fully know the whole story of what's going on in that person's life they don't know it. They keep them in the dark for a reason. Either they they know that if they told them the truth about their identity and their situation in their life, then this person may not like them, or they do it just to manipulate them and to have them like wing people, right? So I feel like that's what this friend was. So in the fact that you just magically forgot that your other friend's funeral was that day, did the daughter call up and say, hey, I need to stop over and grab my birth certificate, and I want to make sure you you're there, well, an abusive, uh, emotionally abusive person or a manipulated person would go, oh, when they get here, I'm gonna tell them that I have a funeral to go to, and I'm just gonna trap them here because there are jackwagon people in life that do this. They're they love to just, they're the covert jack wagons they love to just stick that knife in and twist it and from the outside the mother looks like oh my daughter won't even help me she will not watch me and it's a perfect victim setup right my daughter won't help me i have to go to my friend's funeral and she won't even watch her brothers and leaving out the fact that her daughter has been independent for seven years does not live there with her you have held the brothers from your other daughter that is a form of triangulation where they, she has now divided the siblings, and for the future of being able to pit them and cause resentment in between the two, which she's already accomplishing, because the daughter does not feel comfortable being around the the kids, her brothers, because the mother has specifically kept them apart specifically kept them apart but then when she finds out that her daughter is coming over if she knew ahead of time she's like I'm gonna say it's my friend's funeral because you know just pop-up emergency funerals right and then if it's your friend's funeral and you just now forget like you didn't already as a parent have somebody set up to watch the minute you found out that your friend passed away the minute you found out when the funeral was you as an adult and a parent didn't set up for child care for that particular day why is it just an emergency funeral that's sketchy that leads me to think that this is all just a big lie this is more manipulation this is why the daughter left in the first place because she was being victimized by this drama saturated manipulative person and not all abuse is done physically not all abuse is done verbally these types of abuse of parents this is where you die from a thousand cuts these type of people where they don't just go up and do one catastrophic blatant malignant attack at you they will do all these little slices to you over a long period of time and you just bleed out emotionally and this is why the daughter decided to leave right so then the fact that the friend does not even know about the daughter the daughter not living there the daughter having her own place the fact that her daughter is 25 the fact that she only came over to get her birth certificate you know it sounds like the mother is playing the victim again. Oh, when nobody wants to watch me while I go to a funeral and she did her dirt, you know? And the fact that she just leaves, right? She just beelines it before she could even say no. She already tried to say no and her mom wouldn't have it, you know? So then she was kind enough to stick around and wait for the friend. And then she gets chewed out by the friend, right? And that just leads me to believe that the friend is out, left out, in left field, Does not know what's really going on because then the mother wouldn't be able to manipulate the friend the way she would. The friend would go, wait a minute. You asked me to come over here to emergency watch for you to go to an emergency funeral to just, you know, pop up funerals, like pop up restaurants, like give me a break. (laughs) They don't just pop up, you know. Funerals take time and planning. People don't just go, okay, I died and now I have a pop-up funeral. It doesn't work like that. I just, so much stuff here. And I feel really bad. My heart does go out to this this young woman because she is trying to make her way on her own. And then she has this emotional baggage that the minute she's even around her mom, she immediately brings up to the front. She immediately uses her brothers as almost like a weapon. Like, can't you just watch them? She's already separated her brothers from the daughter. So showing that line of demarcation that I value them and I don't value you. And then the fact that the friend knows nothing about the daughter. What do you think that says about the daughter to the daughter? That you were so non-valued by your own mom that your mother's friend doesn't really know anything about you and the dynamics and logistics of this family and this relationship there's a lot going on here and at the end of the day I'm very confident in saying that the original poster is indeed not the rotten apple it is 100% the mother and even the friend right I feel you got two innocent people being pitted against each other and that once again is triangulation that is what manipulative people do they like to start they light a little fire in one sector one group of people they go over to the other group and light a fire and then they sit back and they eat popcorn while they watch the two battle and that's what's going on here so uh the friend is not the a-hole the daughter is not the a-hole the mother is 100 percent the a-hole of the bad apple in my opinion of course Alright, now we're on to the third slice of Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie, coming off from the Am I the A-Hole subreddit, posted by Sarah underscore and her cats. She asks... Am I the a-hole for yelling at a little girl? Yesterday, I was at a coffee shop minding my own business and enjoying my coffee with my sister, when a mother and two of her kids came in and started making noise while her kids were running around the place, and one of them bumps into my table, spilling my hot coffee on my hands, which burned it, and instantly, out of extreme pain, I yelled, WHAT THE F IS WRONG WITH YOU? And then I realized that I yelled at a little girl, and her face turned red, and she started to cry. Her mom immediately came running towards her and then started yelling at me. I apologized to her for yelling, but I told her that she should be watching her kids instead of letting them cause ruckus in the shop. This made the mom even more angry. I felt bad yelling at the kids, so I offered to buy them cupcakes. But the mom told me to F off. My sister said... What I did was justifiable and I shouldn't feel bad. I do feel bad for the little girl, but at the same time, I feel like her mom should have been more responsible. Sorry for my bad English. I didn't think you had bad English. (laughs) Edit for the people who have been asking why I offered to buy cupcakes. I felt bad for the little girl because it's never a good thing to be a kid and get yelled at by a stranger because she was scared. All right. So reading this... I don't think the original poster was the a-hole. I don't think that they're the rotten apple in the story. Now let's unpack why that is my opinion so far. Yeah, it might feel abrasive for someone being like, I was just going to the coffee shop with my kids and this lady got mad that my kid bumped into her table and spilled the hot coffee all over her and then she yelled, what the F is wrong with you? You know, even if it was told from the other side, I think that you would walk away going, "Mm, yeah, cause and effect. (laughs) If you take your kids, I can say, I feel like I'm comfortable saying this because I'm a parent too. And they're, you know, I don't let them run around and act crazy. I teach them cause and effect. I teach them how our actions, uh, we have to be responsible for ourselves. We can't just fly out into the world and smash around the world and expect everybody to just deal with it. You know, I teach them the best that I can. We teach people how we want to be treated. And I think as a parent, when I see parents, not going to lie, I give them the stink eye, when they're letting their kids act a fool at the cost of everybody around them, they don't start teaching respect from a young age. They're not building foundations of um appropriate behavior there's a time and a place for everything and running around and acting crazy in a small because coffee shops tend to be on the smaller side so i'm just saying i can just picture like a smaller shop you got these kids running around especially with hot liquids Let's not say, let's, let's remove the lady who got burnt by the coffee. Let's just say maybe if she cared about her kids and their safety, she wouldn't want them running around a place where people are carrying hot beverages. So then they don't get injured by hot beverages. But then now we add in the fact that the mother is the one who, at the origin, I like to go to the origin, the origin of the situation is the mother. If the mother had not said to her kids, "Listen, we are in a coffee shop right now. There's a lot of hot beverages in here. A lot of hot drinks. There's people carrying them to and from the counter and to where they're going, or the the beverages are being delivered by a waiter or a waitress. Somebody bringing." the food and the drink to the table. We don't want to be running in here because we can hurt them and we can also hurt ourselves, okay? And then you tell your kids. You don't have to yell at them and scream at them. First start out being like, this is what we cannot be doing. And that is how you start teaching your kids how to go out into public, okay? And I understand that we are coming out of COVID and a lot of youngins had like two plus years not really getting the social experience but that's part of the parents got to catch up we have to be like listen this is not the place to be running this is not a gymnasium this is not the outside let's talk in a normal indoor voice let's practice that and let's also realize that we can hurt others and we can hurt ourselves and we don't really want to do that do we so then do i think that the original poster is an a-hole for yelling at the child no because when you are being inflicted with pain some people they have it's it's instant their reaction is triggered by the pain And that, if you get hot coffee, you're just, imagine being the original poster, just having this talk with her sister, she's chilling, she's having coffee, she's having that Hallmark moment, just hanging out in this cozy little coffee shop, and then all of a sudden this rambunctious family comes in, the mother doesn't reel in her children, you know, She just lets them run wild and you're trying to have a conversation with your sister and then all of a sudden your table gets smashed into and hot coffee lands on you and the mother doesn't even go, oh, I'm so sorry, oh my goodness, let me help you, let me clean this up, let me buy you a new coffee. No, the mother has an entitled attitude, acts like, oh, sucks to be you, moving on. You know what I mean? So she just brings in her children, does not care about her kids' safety, does not care about the foundation of building a good uh, relationship and a launching pad for her children and teaching them. This is a learning opportunity that she is totally decided not to participate in. And then she wants to teach her kids, psh, this is how we treat people. We like to smash into them, cause problems, injure them, and then act like they're the villain and we're the victims. Now, see, all red flags. All red flags. Those little kids are not being taught by the only person that they live with that has this role model. You're, you're supposed to be showing the, your children how to be good people. But if the parent sucks, you're going to be raising kids inevitably i mean i can't really say everybody has free will to choose like how they're going to be growing up but a lot of our decisions when we first start out in the world does stem from how we were raised and if these kids don't find anything wrong with it because their mom doesn't find anything wrong with it we're inevitably going to have adults just smashing their bodies around in life and going ouch you hurt me instead of you know saying oh I'm sorry I did this I take ownership and I want to make it better So, a lot of missed learning opportunities there, Um, and definitely the original poster is not the a-hole. And the fact that they immediately felt bad that the words, you know, we all stub our toe or something, I try my best. I don't like to, to cuss or anything as being a parent. I don't want my kids going out cussing in the world and then everybody gives me the stink eye. So obviously I don't cuss at home. And then so this lady, she doesn't, she might not have kids. She doesn't have to worry about it. She just is like, what the F is wrong with you? And I'm not going to say that when I stub my toe or a Tupperware flies out in my face that I don't, you know, tell it what's up. I, you know, when nobody's looking, right. But, you know, she's not the bad guy or girl here she's not the bad apple whatsoever and um the fact that she offered to buy a cupcake right I mean you're like oh and she felt guilty and she felt bad and she had you know her heart ached for the little girl and who's the cause of all this the jackwagon mom in my opinion the mom is 100% the the bad apple here All right, for our fourth and final slice of am I the a-hole apple pie and it's titled for <laughs> am I the a-hole for asking my girlfriend to pay for the wine glass that she broke alright here we go I have no idea what they're getting into. A few days ago, my girlfriend, Trish, not her real name, was cleaning the kitchen windows. In the midst of her cleaning, she accidentally knocked over a dish from the drying rack. And that dish landed on and shattered an expensive wine glass of mine. I say mine because it was given to me by my mother as a Christmas gift last year. The glass retails for around 120 Dollars. I'm already not liking this person. I don't know. know. <laughs> Alright, I gotta keep it clear mind. Alright, let's go. When she <laughs> I'm like, oh, goodness. Um, When she told me that she had broken the glass by accident, which she was very nervous about because she knew the glass was expensive. I feel like I should be reading it in that voice. We had a discussion, may classify this as an argument. (laughs) Let's just be honest, it was an argument. That lasted three days about how it would get replaced and who would pay. Could you imagine... Being in a relationship with somebody who you had an argument for three days on who's going to replace a $120 wine glass that your mummy gave you for Christmas I like what I like are you really in a relationship with me or your mom what is this all right so we had a discussion may classify this as an argument the lasted three days about how it would get replaced and who would pay after all of this talking she finally she says gave in and gave me forty percent of the cost to replace the glass. I had initially asked that she replace the glass in full, but after discussion realized if we were partners, it would be logical to use the 60-40 calculation that we use for everything else. Can you imagine living in a relationship where everything is dictated by a 60-40 calculation? I feel like this is Sheldon off from the Big Bang Theory writing in <laughs> asking my <"Am> I <laughs> What is going on? I realize there are people out there like this, but oh, thankfully I don't have a marriage like that. So, oh my, this is so special. All right, background. Trish and I have been living together for about a year. When we initially decided to move in together, we decided to split all expenses. 60% and 40% because of our combined income distribution. I make 60% of our gross monthly earnings, and she makes 40%. After the initial agreement, Trish was now said that she does not feel good about the agreement and wants me to give the money back to her. Her reasoning is that A, it was a complete accident, and B, she would never want to buy any wine glass that expensive ever again. My argument is that if we are to live together, we are going to be sharing costs, and inevitably things are going to break and need replacing and repairing. I like this wine glass again, which was a gift from my mummy, my mother. I say mommy because that's how it's coming off. And would like to replace it so that we have a matching set once more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Try not. (laughs) Try not to talk with the little voice in my head that wants to talk. I'm like not letting it out yet. More background because, you know, you have to add more. I know for a fact That Trish is financially able to reimburse me the 40% and would suffer no undue hardship from the loss of those funds. On the other hand, I am also fully able to replace the glass without it affecting my financial stability. Am I the a hole asking Trish to reimburse 40% of the wine glass she broke by accident? Alright, so, here, there is some edits that they add, that they added, and I don't know if I should add them and read them, because I don't want them to affect what I'm saying. But then, I don't know if it will be confusing adding them later, so I'm just going to read it, their edits, they have two additional edits, (laughs) and then I will say, edit. It appears that according to popular sentiment, I am the asshole (laughs) or the (laughs) a-hole. Excuse my French. Um, I have therefore given Trish back her money. Thank you to the commenters that gave gentle and thoughtful wisdom on what they believed might be more of the root cause of this argument. I don't think we've been in a good place for a long time, and asking her for money was never about control. I wanted to see her take personal responsibility because this is what I would have done. FYI, Trish was with me and signed off on this post before I submitted it. She has read all the comments. After doing so, we now understand that she does not wish to have such nice things, and it is worried about being too materialistic, as well as a prisoner in her own home, having to walk on eggshells in the fear that she might break something she's also sad that i was not able to show compassion and let it slide i do struggle with showing empathy and compassion sometimes and i also agree with people who have commented on the argument spanning three days it's exhausting for both of us life is too short we have little fights like this all the time and it's wearing on both of us it might be time to call it quits okay that escalated quite fast All right, so it looks like um, the people who were (laughs) replying to the original poster is feeling the exact same way I was feeling. I definitely felt like this was a Sheldon post. Um, When you go, in my opinion, I will preface this with this because everybody is their own. In my opinion, you do not go into relationships. uh, If it's a love-based relationship, treating it like a business. Right, so that's my opinion. This is my advice. So, uh, take it or leave it. You don't go into love relationships or based or or relationships that you have a goal to have flourish in a loving way, long term. Treating it like a business, dividing every little thing left and right down to the penny you are focusing so much on a man-made currency that you are not focusing on the human that you are wanting to build a life with money will come and go but if you're going to go through life on your own and by yourself and want to be a very lonely miser um, then just do that right keep keep nitpicking every little thing but if you want to have and cultivate healthy relationships you cannot be having this peeing contest whether it be with anything in the in a relationship and in a marriage and if you are living with someone and you are dating them then it would appear from you know the outside that you want to be with that person you should cultivate an environment and be the person that someone wants to be with and and have this conversation And the fact that it was an accident, it's not like she got mad and picked the glass up knowing that it cost $120 and threw it across the room. It was a freaking accident while she was cleaning the house. You act like she was like your house cleaner, You're like you hired her to come in and she has to pay for what she broke while she was there. And, you know, that would be more understandable because if you have someone coming in, you're paying them to do a job and then something gets broke or whatever, then that's why they have, should have some sort of an insurance in place to cover things that happen in these accidents but this is the person that you're in a relationship with and you're wanting to treat them like it's a business transaction and she's right and it sounds like the, the people commenting were right immediately if your first thought was my mommy got me that to replace it at once give me 60 or give me 40 percent of it like wow and what a power move trying to go I make more money than you, therefore I will contribute 60% and you will be 40. You will always be beneath me. I will always have more percentage of importance in this relationship and you will always have less. You know what I mean? Like going into a 60-40 with someone always has that feeling of 60-40. You know what I mean? And people go, well it should be 50-50. No, a relationship should be 100-100. You should be putting in everything if that is your goal to have an amazing relationship and not a business partner or a business transaction. And my heart does break for someone who is stuck in a relationship where someone treating them like this, where you have to dot every T, they're just, you're just waiting for them, like cause anxiety, this will cause anxiety and it will turn into health problems for the person who's being micromanaged in such a way. Like the people might not realize this, but this continuous ping contest that happens with people and certain people in certain relationships causes anxiety. It causes ulcers. Your body internalizes all this emotional stress. If you're wondering, am I even important here? You know, I feel like this is a Hallmark movie where the unsuspecting gem maker, um, moved in with the hardcore cold hearted a beast of a CEO and her whole um, demeanor just changes him. Well, and in, in this place, it did not. Like, he's the beast and she was the beauty, and like their little Hallmark movie dynamic that they have going on here. But I have to say that. You know, not everybody is capable of thinking, you know, they weren't taught empathy. They don't have empathy. Maybe they're not socially wired. They don't understand that. There's a lot of social and personality disorders that we as humans have. And I have to give the original poster some credit. The fact that they even put it out here. I feel like they honestly wanted some feedback. And I feel like they honestly appreciated the feedback. I don't, I don't feel bad I don't feel comfortable saying that the original poster is 100% the bad apple here. I would have to say they're both um, veering, they're both in the bad apple stage. Like if they kept going down this road, they would both continue to rot. But since they stopped and they reevaluated their relationship, they're reevaluating why they reacted to the way they reacted. They're reevaluating how they approach the entire situation as a team. I do feel like they both are taking accountability and I feel like they're learning more about each other as people. I don't feel like the, the next instinct is to just shut it down. I feel like that is once again a very cold hearted thing to do to be like, oh, well, it didn't work by next experiment like this is a social experiment for them and then Trish is not a real person. No, Trish is a real person. She has real feelings. This is not a business. This is not a science experiment. This is not a petri dish. This is life and people have feelings and we need to respect them the best of our ability. So hmm, I feel like there's, there's definitely sprinkling dust of like both of them are in the in an incredibly um new learning experience i feel like they're both learning a lot about themselves right now i don't know how old they are but i feel like they're learning a lot about themselves and they're learning a lot about how they interact with other people and what they need to work on i don't feel like running right in it might be time to call it quits i feel like that was like escalating the situation from like one to ten so that's not a good way to end your your post but um Yep, I think that they both have um, some rotten stuff going on. But I think the rotting process has stopped. And I think that posting on here and getting feedback and taking it and um, very, you know, respectfully not being jerks about it. I feel like that's a good sign. I feel like that's a good sign. So I feel like the rotting has stopped. I feel like they're like (laughs) 50-50. So... That's where I'm at on that we we're humans we are a a um a very dynamic very dynamic being you know it's it's hot takes aren't always the easiest uh way to go. If you really want to dive in and going off from these posts the best that we can given the information we are given, I do hope that as as I discuss them and and we share feedback back and forth that we can see that our actions are ripples out into the world. Uh, We can't always be head down living in our own little bubble. We look up, look around, say hello to someone tell someone to have, you know, have a good day, you know, actively try not to be the a-hole. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. All right, until next time, I hope you don't run into any a-holes, and I hope you um, do some self-reflection and make sure you don't end up in the Am I the A-hole Reddit (laughs) forum. All right, take care. Bye! All right, well, this has been the third installment of Am I the a Whole Apple Pie? You can participate in the show by leaving a voicemail, emailing the show, or tweeting the show on Twitter at A-I-T-A Apple Pie Pod. You can email the show at A-I-T-A Apple Pie Pod at gmail.com. You can find this show and every other show hosted by me at my podcast network found at cozypodcastnetwork.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.